In this episode, I get the chance to speak to Jennifer, a lifelong fan of Tigres and now the Amazonas. Her passion for her colors have been there for a long time. I hope you enjoy the episode. We're back, everybody, with another episode of the La U Times podcast. Um, on this episode, I got a special guest, Miss Jennifer. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing super good. So excited to do all this with you today. <laughs> Absolutely. And I want to thank you for coming on and, you know, sharing your story about the team that we both love. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, what you do, and then uh, we'll get started on the Theodis conversation. Yes. Yeah, so I'm a behavior um, technician. I work with autistic kids, currently working towards my master to become a behavior analyst. That's basically what I do all day. Um, I'm a soccer fanatic since ever. I'm a mom. I have a five-year-old and I'm sharing the soccer passion with her as well. Um, I'm new to the Houston area, um, so I'm still like getting around, getting to see all the new places and all that stuff. But that's basically what I'm doing right now. Just focusing on school, work, and soccer. <laughs> that's awesome. What is uh? What do you have her going for, your daughter? What position? Do you have her in the league already? I well she was I, we stopped for the winter but it was just kind of like a free for all she would yeah. run and she would take try and take the ball and then she would try to score she would um in the middle of a play she would go and drink water and I'm like no mommy you have to go back like there you had the ball still rolling she was like no I'm tired but she enjoys it she enjoys it so far it's, it's Molly just like running after each other that's awesome how did your uh story with soccer how did that come about how did you get involved with it so ever since I was little, my dad, I've kind of I've always been like the tomboy in my family. So my dad was always like rooting for me and putting me in like sports because that's what I like. So that's kind of how it began. We never really lived in Monterrey. We've always been in different places, but he's always followed the team. So he was always making us watch the games with him and buying us the jerseys. And then when I kind of like started growing up, I was doing gymnastics. And then I was like, I don't want to do gymnastics anymore. I want to play soccer. But, you know, my mom would be like, no, you need to do like early things and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> I want to kick a ball. I want to kick a ball. So that's kind of how it started. Just watching my dad play and watching the games with my dad. And then kind of just fell in love with it. And so that's how, you know, most people who are Tigres fan, it's like family oriented. It's a big, uh, you know, a, a gathering per se. So what did you, uh, when you were growing up, what did you play uh, in soccer? What position did you play? So I was a forward. But goal scorer. Then, yes. <laughs> but every now and then I would also be a goalie. So if if they were going to like do a penal or something, they were like, okay, Jenny, go do it. And I'm like, okay, I got it. I broke so many fingers. Um, I was just like doing everything. I have 19 fractures in my body. Wow. Yes. Yeah, so I was just like very active. I was like, whenever you need me, just tell me. I'll just go do anything. But I was mostly a forward. Yeah. Makes sense why you have the uh, goalie jersey as to why you like also the goalie position. Yes. That's cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about growing up. How was that experience for you? You know, obviously your dad was the one that put you on the team. How was that growing up? Any uh, things that, or when did you start watching or that you recall uh, or following the team? I remember um, it was around like five or six. Um, we always lived in, in Guadalajara at that point. So I moved from Monterrey to Guadalajara when I was three. 
and my dad would watch the games and all that. But then it started to become a thing that every time the Tigres would visit Guadalajara, my mom would take us to the hotel and we would take like pictures with them. And my dad was like fangirling. My mom used to love someone over there in the team back in the day. So she would always take pictures with them. And I kind of think it started from there. Like it was just like the emotion of them taking us to see the game. And then let's go see if we can find them in the hotels and watching the games with my dad. So that's kind of how it started. And then since we never lived in Monterrey and we never went to like the games there, it was just like, oh, we love them. We love them. We we're going to follow them anywhere, you know, win or lose. And I think that's mainly how it started. It was just like that. And you we just found the pictures like two days ago. And I was looking at them. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have a picture with El Matador. Like, what? I can't believe it. El Matador Hernandez. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's very cool. That's around the time, you know, that I kind of started watching her a couple of years after that. Um, so you were born in Monterrey, but you've never been there. You were raised in Guadalajara, and then I'm assuming you migrated to the United States at some point. So after Guadalajara, we moved back to Monterrey for like six months because we were transitioning to Puerto Rico. Okay. So then we went over there, and then in 2016, that's when I moved to Texas. <clears throat> wow, you're a traveler. That's cool. I mean, for someone that has not been in Monterrey, I mean, I'm glad that you're following the team so much and your family, you know, did that so yeah. well um growing up is there any memory besides you know obviously going to the stadium something that stuck out to you that you were like this is the reason why I'm a fan or is that the whole like growing up and going to see the players at the hotel became it yes it was mo mostly that because I've never been to the stadium in Monterrey I recently okay. just went last year for the first time so every oh. time I would watch it um, we were, um, like how the song say, hincha de, de sillon, like we were always watching on the TV. So I think that's like the one thing that always stood out for me is that everywhere, like ever like growing up, the stadium would always be filled. It's mm -hmm. like everybody just stops what they're doing and they go there. And I dreamt about that moment. I was like, I wish I could go there one day. I wish I could take my dad one day. So that's mainly the thing. And then when we would go on vacation, I could never go. It was very weird that my my parents would take us because we were like doing family stuff or like vacationing. But I remember what time I went and they showed me like videos of all the people singing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And from there, I started like um, learning the songs and just listening them, listening to them back when I went back home and all that stuff. So it was kind of like just like the fans. That's what I like. I loved the most. And I was like, I'm going to be part of that. <laughs> It's like a love-hate relationship we have with this team, but ultimately it's all love and passion. Yes. Um, so you mentioned that you went to the game recently. Um, how was that? Which game was that? It was in December. It was one of those, like, the Copa Sky games. Okay, the, the preseason. Yes. How was, how was the atmosphere? Did you enjoy the stadium? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. Um, it wasn't, like, a big game or anything. It wasn't, like, completely uh, a lot of people, but – the the Libres y Locos were there singing and Nahuel didn't get to play but it was um, Ortega there so we were really close to them my dad was like this is not where you sit like you need to sit like a little bit uh higher so that you can see everything right now you're just like looking like this but for me it was amazing and I got to scream my first goal there yeah so that's like my biggest memory right now is just like I got to live it. I got to drink a cheve with my dad and just like watch everything there. We enjoyed it so much and I, I can't wait to go back one day. That's so awesome. So let me ask you this. So you've heard like the conversation about, you know, the old stadium, you know, or the possible new stadium. And, you know, being that your first time and then maybe your dad, not sure if he had gone before or not, but what do you make of, you know, 
either creating a new stadium for you know the, the team or do you feel like your experience there was sort of like the romantic aspect like everybody has with you know the old stadium what do you what are your opinions on that no i think we should get a new one really yes okay. I, I loved it i don't want to say anything that sounds mean but from the outside well, maybe we don't get a new one, but repainted, clean okay. it, we'll make it look nice. <laughs> um, but also it has like the, it, it's been the Tigre Stadium forever, but I feel like we need to evolve. You know, I think we need to modernize. I got to see the Rayados one when I was touring and stuff like that. I'm like, we need something that stands out like this. You know, I, I went to the Cerro La Silla. I climbed it and you could see it from there. And I'm like, I can't see Tigre's one. I need to see it from here, you know? So I think I would like a new one. And it kind of goes with like everything that the team has been doing with the brand and like, you know, being yeah. an international brand now. And like, you sort of need that like push of like a stadium to like fulfill and get more people in the stands, you know, continue the increase of, you know, the fan base. So that's a really good point. I'm glad you, you were able to share that. And I'm glad you actually just recently went to share that experience. Um, I want to talk to you about, you know, you're now, you know, fast forward in time. So anything that you do on game days, any sort of, you know, do you gather with people, you know, you do your traditional carnita asada, what are some of the things that you do on game days when they play? We are very basic because it's just me and my dad, my sisters and my mom, like they follow up and they, they wear their jerseys and everything, but it's mostly me and my dad Saturday night and the couch will open up a beer. I do play the the song before the game, so I'll just blast it in my speaker, and then we sit down. We always ask each other, okay, what do you think the score is going to be? And my dad's always very negative. <laughs> my dad's one of those that love the team, and he's like, nope, they don't have anything going on right now. We're just going to waste our time here. And I'm like, no, it's okay. We're going to do two to one or three to one. Like, I always have very big expectations, but that's mainly what we do. We'll just sit on the couch, watch it together, and let's just like... um. A classico or something will invite people or like my dad will do a carnita asada but no we just have to have our beer and a little bit of a snack mainly he has like cacahuates and stuff and i have like some chips or some popcorn but that's it so it's it's a day tradition with your father like that's what it normally comes down to yes that's so awesome um okay well what about um some goal that you remember something that like stands out from your whole time that you've been a fan any top three goals that you can give me of your experience as a fan um three goals i'm gonna say number one just because i was there the recent one um it was from fierro okay was the, i was the one who scored the goal i think i was thinking at that point that we were gonna go zero zero and then he came in and then he scored and i was just like oh my god Oh my God. So that's like the top one just because I was there. Yeah. But um, uh, I just blanked. I forgot his name right now. The French one that just left. Oh. Uh, the one? Florian? Yes. yes. His goal. I will never forget it. I don't know how it happened, but he just kicked it and he scored. Yeah. That for yeah. me was like, I need to see the replay. Like, I need to see the replay because I can't believe it right now. And any goal that Gignac has done. Yeah, like, of course. Anyone like there? There's so many. I just can't say one. All of them. All what of them. What do you um make of this um new transition that the team has taken? Excuse me. With um you know Tuca leaving, Pio Herrera coming on, Diego Coca now leaving, and then now we are with Chima Ruiz. Do you see a bright future for the team? What do you make about the current roster? Like, do you believe in the players that we have? Is there something that 
you think that could have been handled better with the coaches leaving a new coach or do you believe in the coaching staff that we have? No, I, I was glad when Tuca left. I felt like the team needed something new. You know, sometimes um, changes are good. With Herrera, it was like highs and lows. But I think when Coca got here, we made such a big deal and we're actually doing very good. And now with, with the current one, I feel like we're in uncharted territories. I don't think the players are understanding each other. I don't think we're giving everything we we got. And we have so many great players and we're not seeing that. I feel like... It's not going to last. I feel like we're going to get a new coach soon. And I'm terrified because I feel like they were doing so good with Coca. And I got so mad. I was one of those that was very, very mad about him leaving. Because I could see it like in the first games, like we're going to make it far. Like I think this year is our year. And Yeah, um, it, it, it definitely looked promising. You know, I was one of the uh, people and, you know, along with many others that were strongly, you know, considering us to win at least one championship, if not two with the CONCACAF. Mm -hmm. It just kind of makes everything like be, you know, uncertain. Like, obviously we have the roster and the talent to like, you know, go far, but it's just having a coach leave like, you know, five games into the season after he has been like motivating and like trying to get his players to buy in. It's a little tough. So I can see where you're coming from with, with the disbelief. Um, but we'll see where it goes, right? Like we do have a lot of talent and like, you know, that's carried us in the past and uh, we'll see if that can get us through. Um, what about some of the things like uh, jerseys? What are, what are some of your favorite jerseys that the team had, you know, has released or some of the ones that you may have? Well, I have a couple, but I'm going to say my favorite one is the white one right now. The gala one, it looks yeah. beautiful. Like it just looks fancy. You could wear it anywhere and you're not gonna look like very sporty. That for me is like one of my top favorites. Um, this one obviously, but it's just because it's nowhere <laughs> and I completely adore him. Um, but I think the white one, the white one for me is the one that stands the most. And probably the first one that I got when I was a little kid, but I don't have it anymore. It was just yellow and it had like a blue stripe here. That was it. But it's because that was the first one that I ever bought. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so you talk about Nawed. So is Nawed your favorite player on the team? Yeah. What do you yeah. what do you, what do you make of him, or what do you like about him? I call him the goat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, all the all the players do a wonderful job, right? But in the last couple of games, he's the one that's been saving us. Yeah. If it wasn't for him, you know, stopping those attempts at goal, we would be losing. Chivas would have been a three to uh, a five if he didn't get those three saves, you know? So I feel like he's the one that's supporting the team right now. Without him, it wouldn't be anywhere but losing. So that's okay. what I... So I'm going to go right into this question that I always ask. Who uh, who would you say has been more important to our success over the last, you know, eight or so years? Nahuel or Gignac? It goes hand in hand. Both of them, you know, Gignac has been scoring the goals. Nawil has been stopping them. I think they're they're like a dream team, you know. They're definitely the dream team, buddy. You have to pick one. Who are you going with? <sighs> Gignac. Gignac. Okay. Even though now, what is your favorite player, Gignac? I mean, you can't go wrong. So. No, it's a it's it's difficult. It's difficult. Absolutely. So, uh, okay. And so has Nahuel been your idol on the team or is there anybody when you were growing up that uh, you idolized or like made you fall in love with the team? No, currently it's been him. 
because we because I was little and I was you know doing all my stuff and we were far from Monterrey it was more mainly just like watching the games with my dad but not really like diving into everything I wasn't like asking about players I wasn't mm -hmm. like following history um yeah sorry <laughs> uh but it's just like from when I really like for myself I started watching and reading and following the team that's when I'm like oh I kind of like this player I kind of I kind of enjoy it so I don't have anyone from like back in the day that I could say um now that I see the pictures I'm like oh my god I should have known more about these players because you know this picture might be worth a lot um but no no okay just so just the, the mostly the current players not what I saw okay um I want to talk to you a little bit about where the team is at now and obviously you know the brand has, you know, grown so much. What do you think or what are your expectations of the team moving forward? Like, you know, it's more so with now the presence that it has in the United States and, you know, specifically in Texas. Like, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I, I, I want them to come over here more often. Yeah. <laughs> One of those things so we can see them. But I, I don't know. I feel like I just, they just need to understand each other more. I feel like the coach should just stop doing so many changes in the game. Just pick a lineup and keep doing it and doing it until you finally get them right. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's still testing everybody and moving everybody around that it just feels like a free for all at this moment. But I feel like I feel like if we get a better structure, we can make it bigger than what we are right now. But I love everything that the team has been doing. Um, I also lovely lo uh, love the women's team. I Let's feel see. like right now the women's team is stronger than the men's team. Yeah. Like we need to get there. We might need their coach. <laughs> right, right, right. Keep up with the boys. Have you kept up with the feminine side since the beginning? Yes. Really? Okay. So talk to me a little bit about that. Like, you know, obviously you, like me, probably like we are a fan of the of the men's team, but naturally we're going to gravitate towards the women's team because it's Tigres. It's all one team, right? And so um, talk to me a little bit about that. What has what has that been as a woman following now the team that you love on the men's side, but now on the women's side, especially with all the winning that they have done? It's amazing, you know, because me, even like when I was playing as a little girl, I would never have thought that I would see girls playing with Tigres. So when I see them, I'm like, oh, my God, I wish I could have their life. I wish I would have done that. Um, when I see the blogs and everything that they upload, they all seem to be having so much fun and just living the dream. You know, they're doing what they love for a job. And it's like, I wish I could do that. But it's amazing because you see, like, all the great talent and it's just been discovered recently, you know. So for me, it's just like, I love it. I love it. I wish they could do they could do more. I wish we could see them like in bigger things that some of them could migrate to over here to teams that are bigger over here, you know. Mm -hmm. And then at the same time, I'm like, I don't want them to leave. I want them to do that, to stay there. For me, it was hard to see Kathy leave to go to America. I was like, okay. I, I could see why you're doing it. I could see I understand the reason behind it. But I feel like she's been she's been held back over there. I feel like we haven't seen as much of her as we were seeing in Tigres. So well, I'm like, Ooh. I feel, I feel like, you know, the next thing that should have happened in her career would have, should have been to like make a jump, whether it was to the United States with like a team here or even to Europe. And so I feel like even though America, you know, has done things, you know, good in the sense of, you know, competing for championships or Ligillas and then, you know, buying players, but 
it kind of it's kind of a step back, you're right, because she did everything that she needed to do at Figueiredo. She still the, holds a record for most go, uh, most goals scored, excuse me. And so I I I just believe that it should have been a jump to a a more elite level as opposed to the same level. And so, but was she your favorite on the squad? Who's your favorite on the squad now? Yeah, she was. We still we I still keep her in my heart, you know. I still do. But La Maga. Okay. Best player on on the on the team, best player in the league. La Maga and Ferral. I absolutely love how you know she just steps in in front of somebody and they don't go. They're like, sorry, you can't pass from here. Um, but I I like all of them. I honestly think we have a great team. I absolutely um say that uh with passion. You know, we have a great team in the women's side. I absolutely love them. I saw them when they came here. I screamed my heart out until I got a picture with Kathy. I screamed my heart out with Villarreal. I was like, I gotta be. So and I like, I'm like, I live through you. Like every time I see you play, I wish that was me. Like keep keep doing it. Like don't stop until your your legs won't let you walk anymore. Like you guys are doing amazing things. And now little girls I are seeing them. That's how my daughter started. Because I would tell her about the male team and she was like, eh, it's fine. But then when I showed her there were girls, she was like, mommy, there's girls playing. I'm like, yeah, girls can play. Because, you know, there's always that misconception about boys have to play soccer. A girl has to go dance or do something mm -hmm. else. And then when she saw them, she was like, I want to play soccer too. And right after that game, um, I enrolled her in a little, like, little soccer team over here where I live. But she was very happy to see them. And she was screaming her heart out too. And I took pictures with them too, with her. So that was very nice. That's amazing to hear because that is like probably one of the things that is most important that they are doing, especially with the women's league. And, you know, more so Tigres because, you know, I not just because we're fans of the team, but I think that they're doing a phenomenal job with like being the leaders of like, you know, the soccer in Mexico with everything that, the you know, the championships, the buying players, you know, all the extracurricular things they're doing, like, You know, for example, they're doing like a 5K run um, that they're advertising now. So they have a lot of a strong like connection with the fan base, as well as being like, you know, role models for like future girls to play soccer. In this case, you know, it was wonderful to hear that your daughter also took note of that. And so they're going to continue to do that. You know, I've been a big advocate for the team. I think that, you know, We might win, uh, and I'm speaking for Mexico, we might win a, a World Cup, you know, before the men's do in women's. So I think that it starts with what, you know, Tigres is doing at, at, the, at their club. So it's wonderful to hear that it has made an impact, not only in like all little girls, but in this case, your daughter itself. So great to hear. Um, wanted to ask you a couple more questions about the women's team. So you keep up with the team and everything that they've been doing. They're in a little slump right now. They lost two games in a row. What do you think about that? Um, do you think it's more on the coaching aspect? Because that's kind of what I've been seeing and, and hearing from people. Like the, maybe the coach might not be as good as the, you know we thought it was. And like the assistant that was here that left was the one that was the X's and O person. Or do you just think that, you know, the players, you know, are just going through bad form and, you know, they're just going to pick it up? Yes. I don't, I don't blame it on the coach. I think that that coach has been the best thing that ever happened. Yeah. I really liked her. Even though the other one left, I feel like they were doing strong. Um, but no, I think I, I give them compassion. I feel like they probably might be tired. You know, sometimes we win, sometimes we lose. 
Um, I take it more easy with them. So, you know, with them, they're losers. They're like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, yeah. we'll get some rest. With the men, I'm like, nah, you could have done better. We yeah. could have done better. <laughs> like, this is not the score that we wanted. But no, I feel like it's just, you know, maybe they're just going through a low. They did get the changes with um, Uchenna leaving and all that stuff. That could have been like a another thing. You know? I feel like that was a big, like, uh, team unity aspect i felt like that hurt them you know because she was a, a good spirit in, in the locker room i think that you know her energy of it was you know being a very happy person and then obviously the, what she gives you on the field with her athletic ability i feel like you know i'm sure a lot of the players miss her so that might be might be something i also compare it to the houston astros the houston astros from 2016 maybe to now they play the most baseball out of any team in the major league. So just like Tigres Femenil has from the beginning of the league till now, they play the most games because they go far every time. So I think it's just part of that like psychological barrier that they have to get over as, as well as the fatigue aspect and just kind of bring it together. You know, this is probably the worst place that we've seen them in, but I don't think that we're in a tough spot where they can't, you know, come back from and compete and, and get another championship. Oh, yes, we're going to get it. They just need a little break. They just needed to, like, tell the people, like, oh, we're losing, but just wait and see. We're going to come back stronger. What do you think about, uh, you know, Mia Fischel, uh, even, like, Bianca Sierra, Anika Rodriguez, and Mari Carmen Reyes, all are coming from, you know, the U.S. as collegiate soccer players. What do you think about that? Like, do you like that idea of, like, more American players or Mexican-American players going to the league? Or what are your overall thoughts on that? So I like them. I, I like them coming over here because they've been a great asset to our team. But I feel like Mexico has great players and I would love to for them to keep it, you know, as a Mexican and then sending those Mexican players to other uh, teams. Because I feel like when they come over here from those teams, we take that spot from someone that could be great too. Especially like now that the Mexican, like, I mean, the the ladies are like being such a great hit. I feel like we need to start more of with like our roots, with like our girls, and then send them off, because those girls are coming over here. They're already big in their teams. Yeah, you know, obviously they want to come to this team because we're big already and we've won so many times. Obviously they want to be part of that, but I feel like we should start with like our own people here. That that was basically why I started, you know, and then go from there. But I don't mind them because they've been great. They've been great. Yeah. Do you? Do you foresee um, the league, the Mexican league in Mexico becoming like a top league uh, in the world? I would like to see that. Yeah. Like to see that, yes. I don't know. Um, I feel like there's some stuff that, you know, they're still holding them back. I feel like they're not, they will, they are investing in it, but I feel like they need to invest a little bit more, but I would love to see that. If you if you were the president of the league of the women's uh, Mexican league, what what is the one the first thing you would do in order to make the uh, league grow? Ooh, I don't know, I don't know any aspect of that. No, I just follow them. What would you do? You tell me. Um, I think that first of all, I think you have to build more academies uh, and allow more infrastructure. I think that. You know, Tigres is doing it with their academies, but I don't think a lot of the other teams are doing it. So maybe like America, Chivas, you know, the teams that, you know, have won. But I think overall, you have to get everybody to buy in, you know, and create that infrastructure and develop these these, these girls. Because like you said, like 
your daughter took inspiration from that. And so there's a lot of little girls that are wanting to play and, and it was not a thing in the past. So I think that you have to give opportunity to these girls to have a, a way of achieving that. And I think that it starts with the teams. I think that the teams have to create that aspect, whether it's academies, whether building soccer fields, even if they're not part of the actual team to form the talent, just give them more girls opportunity and reach to like be able to play. And then, and then eventually, you know, not make it hard to watch games, right? Because like that's one of the things, like, you know, everybody complains like you have to like have VIX Plus, Fox Sports Premium Plus, or you know, all these channels in order to watch the women's. And it's like, it's a growing league. Like it should be on all channels for every little girl to see, so you can get an audience. So I think that that's also another aspect that you know needs to be like considered. I agree. I, I didn't really think much about that. I just, just pay my subscription and I see them, but I don't know, like, from other people, right? So that's, yeah, you're right. You're I mean, and especially because, like, as Tigres fans, right? Like, it might be easier for us to watch the than maybe, like, a Cruz Azul team because, you know, they have not won as much or, the the you know, the actual, like, organization of Cruz Azul doesn't, like, give the same treatment to the women's side. So for us, maybe it's easier to watch a, a women's game because they are on subscriptions or like we may be able to find a link because it's yeah. a, it's on an actual subscription. So it's easier to like get access to games. So I feel like the rest of the teams don't have it. And I think that that's where the league lacks and, you know, having that openness to more people can watch so that they can get a bigger audience and eventually get more development out of girls and, you know, more aspiration to be playing. Yes. Um. I guess we'll go into the last parts of the, this conversation. I'm not sure if you uh, considered a all-time 11 or your favorite 11 players from Tigres over time. Or... I haven't written that. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. You got your formation going. So yeah. give me your all-time 11 players for Tigres. Okay, I will give props to my dad. We talked about this together. We made it up together. But we will put Nahuel. Mm-hmm. Or... Um, left, Udu Saavedra. Okay. Vato. Okay. Niño y Alejandro Izquierdo. Okay. I haven't heard that name in a while. Yes. <laughs> and then we'll do Tomás Boy. Okay. First, we added Gaitán. But then, giving him merits, we changed it to Lobos because he gave a championship to Tigres. So we're going to put Lobos first and then if we need to do any changes then we'll do Gaitan. Repeat me the guy after you said after Tomas Boy. Who was that? Carioca. Carioca. Okay. Tomas Boy and Carioca in the middle with Lucas Lobos in front of them. Yes. Okay. And then Barbadillo, Guignac and Damian Alvarez. Oof. Yeah. That, that's that's a that's a good lineup. Yeah. Barbadillo, you know, and the pods that I've done recently, you know, I'm, I'm sure you follow Tigres English that his name is Lewis and so he's more familiar with the older players um and as I'm staring at the book right now La Leyenda del Siete that's the, uh, Barbadillo's book um he doesn't get a lot of praise um with the recent generations of of you know fans but he was a killer he you know he played at Tigres and was able to go to the Italian league so I'm glad you put him in your lineup and, you know, that speed on the right side and then the left speed on with uh, Damian Alvarez, lots of goals with Gignac finishing. So that's a great lineup. I always get butthurt when Gaitan is not included in uh, all-time list just because he's, he's basically the reason why I fell in love even more with the team um, and just made me, like, completely, like, 
go crazy about the style of play. Like, I feel like the number 10 of soccer ended, you know, at theaters with them because, you know, you don't see the game change so much where the old number 10 was everything went through him and distributed the ball. And, and then the new number 10 was like, oh, you also have to play down the wing and you have to play like back and so forth, you know. So he, I always get buttered, but <laughs> the honorable mention, I, 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 I'm I, glad that you you mentioned him. So I, I mean, appreciate it. He was number one. We we wrote him down first, but then we were like, you know what? Lucas made us. I mean, Lowe's made us win, so we might need to include him in there. <laughs> yeah, and I think Lucas Lowe is a top, you know, three if not top five player in our history. So um, obviously, he deserves to be on there as well. Um, well, you have a little daughter, so you know maybe it's a lot easier for uh, me to ask this, but I always ask uh, this question. You know, if you had to share um, your passion or you know a reason why a kid should follow the theaters, what would that reason be? It's just, it, it brings you joy. You know, it's like a toxic relationship. Like you like them. <laughs> <laughs> That's what keeps balance in life. And I kind of like tell her that like, mommy, you know, like this is something that mommy loves. You know, she's seen me cry. She's seen me like get very excited. So I think it's just like, how easy it is to love the team and how mm -hmm. easy it is to have a passion. And I tell her that, like, it doesn't matter what people say. If you like something, that's what you like. Just like it. No matter what people say, if you don't like it, then you don't have to like it. I even tell her, like, this is what mommy likes. And I'm not going to make you like it. But if you like it, then I'll help you. And that's yeah. how it, that's how it grew. I feel like they like for kids to love Tigres is just letting them like them on their own terms. Yeah. You know, if they don't like them, then it's okay. If you feel like you could go to another team then go but I feel like it's just because it's so easy to love the team and fall in love with the fans and see how big it is and how everybody puts so much importance into it I think that's why they like it and I think that's how she saw it like she would always tell me and my dad like why are you always watching a game I'm like because we like it and she's like but why I'm like we like them like it brings us happiness we enjoy it we have quality time with each other well, when your grandpa's not here anymore, this is what I'm going to remember, you know? And she's like, oh, okay. And then she kind of started sitting with us. She won't sit for the whole time. Of course, um, yeah, kids. But when we took her to the game, when they came here to Houston, um, I don't remember uh, who it was against. I took her and she was like, okay, I want to wear my jersey. And I'm like, I got you. It's okay, I do it. And then when she started seeing all the people there, she was like, mommy, this is really fun. And I'm like, yeah, honey, this is really fun. And then she got to scream goal and everything and she got to throw a little bit of um coca-cola in there because she yeah. kind of saw my dad like do a little bit she was like i want to do that yeah, yeah yeah yeah. that's so <laughs> wonderful that's so great well i hope your daughter becomes a professional soccer player and she falls in love with the team even more thank you too. thank you um well i want to thank you for coming on um this early into the the weekend and having this conversation with me i'm really grateful I'm glad I was able to get to talk to you about the men's side, but also the women's side. That was, you know, a different perspective that I'm looking to add to the pod. And so you're more than welcome to come on the pod whenever um, you want to have your opinions on women's. Like I'm always open to recording and anything to, you know, contribute to making our team grow. Right. That's my mission with this podcast. And what I'm doing is I want to do my, you know, I want to contribute, even if it's a small amount, to uh, help Tigres be a bigger club and grow the fan base. Because like you said, and like everybody has said, we just have an unconditional love for this team. And, you know, I want to make sure people know that. 
Yes, yes, no, no. But thank you so much for having me and for considering me. It was really, really fun. I can't wait to see all the other podcasts that you upload, and hopefully, I get to meet you in the in the little party that you're planning. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna have you know food. We're gonna have some giveaways. Um, I actually went there last night so to check it out. So it's gonna be fun. I chose a Sunday so that way it's early on in the day, and you know it's not too late. And you know, like I said, food giveaways, plenty of TV. So hopefully, you get to come out. You'll see me there. You'll find me. You'll recognize me with my with my Nightwell shirt. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thanks for everything. Yes, you as well. Thank you.